right, well, Dad, welcome to the new podcast setup. It's actually something that I've been thinking about doing for quite some time. I put about maybe 2K into this where I got road gear, so a new road mixer, a few like road ergonomic stands and what have you not. And currently you're lying on my bed. It looks like I'm about to seduce you and... Um, you know, things might eventuate from there, but let's not get. I'll leave away. that. I'll leave that to the the imagination of of our <laughs> listeners. Um, yes, welcome. Thank you, Jaden. It's nice to be here. And um, yeah, it is. It's a cool setup, mate. I mean, you could get the Rolling Stones in here to record an album. It's that bloody cool. <laughs> you've got lights. You've got action. You've got cameras. It's it's. Uh, it's a very nice setup. Mate. I will. So I will. You. I will actually put a photo up of of what it looks like currently where we are now um, <laughs> when I do upload this episode. But yeah, I guess where I would like to start, I know I did say that I was going to do group sessions, but I will every now and then do one-on-ones. Um, and this will be the first one-on-ones, one-on-one that I'll be doing throughout the entirety of this new sort of revamped Couch in the Mind, clearing the mind one couch talk at a time. And I guess the first question I have for you, Jeff, Dad... Yes, or mate. ref to some of my close mates yes, yes. is do, do you think we live in a bit of a in a bit of a repression and what to to sort of because that's pretty holistic but sort of where i'm coming from with that is um perfect example i was watching a video today and basically and i'll, I'll try to be as politically correct as i can be because i don't want to offend anyone but basically what he was alluding to what this particular person was alluding to is that there are certain things in in this world that we live in where society sort of makes us feel like we're the bad guy if we don't agree with, I guess, um, the mono- the majority versus, you know, standing for what you believe and for what you think is right. I think it's a really difficult thing to be to be doing. Yeah, good point. Now, I just want to... I feel repressed today, Jaden, on another subject. I've been watching watching these videos. You know the the videos you get on social media and some dude buys this bloody 1979 Ford Transit van and within a five-minute video has transformed it into a luxury limousine. That makes me feel (laughs) bloody inadequate. I can barely mow a lawn and I see this dude rips the rips the inside of this thing out, totally rebuilds it and ends up with a bar and bloody glitter ball and the whole yeah, thing. But and now that makes me feel okay. repressed. Okay, well, do you want a pat on the shoulder or yeah, a I bit do. of a rub and yeah, tug special? Better, yeah, and you've got to take my feelings into account, mate. You can't Abs- discount that. We've got to have some absolutely. Bit, of, bit of a chat about it, a <laughs> chat. You know, sharing is caring, all that stuff. So, um. But yeah, on a more serious note. Now, I, I did have some thoughts on this. We talked about this very briefly. Um, I I went to a, a three-day training course with, mm. through work this week. Yeah. Being in the role that we do, obviously, you know, in contact with a lot of people. And this was, uh, uh, without going into the title of the training, but I guess it was an awareness training. And it was very, very much focused on, I mean, there were some fantastic elements, don't get me wrong, really, really good elements. And there was ones that I guess could be seen as challenges for some people, me included. Sure. But in saying that, watching a movie last night, which was... Transformers. It was Transformers. I think it was Dark Side of the Moon, which I noticed was filmed. I've never seen it before. Was, I've seen the you, other two. Were you watching something or did you just 
you know, stand in front of the TV and pull your pants down. Dark side of the moon. Well, well, let's not get carried away with that either. <laughs> <laughs> but what I did do is I know some movie was made in 2011, I think. And there was a lot of it. Wow, we've changed a lot in the years since. And mm. in a lot of ways for the better. There was a particular, I guess, female lead in the movie that I noticed that whenever she was on in the scene, walking into a room where there was males, there was a lot of comments being made, really inappropriate stuff, particular camera angles that showed how she looked and all the rest of it. And you know what? I guess after this session, I mean, you always know it's there, but after going to this sort of training, it was an awareness thing. And I actually really noticed it in this movie and how... I guess sexist and somewhat inappropriate a lot of it was and I get how people could be quite offended by some of that even though that that was that I guess that person's choice to be in the movie and all that sort of thing I also understand that the the world's a little bit of a different place now and a lot of it is for a better world and I think that I mean I know it's a simple movie like that which was not in any way you know, it was a, it was about robots that transform or whatever they are. Um, Bumblebizzle, Bumblebee. Yes, and I do like what's his <laughs> yeah, name? Yeah, Bumblebee, the little, I do like little the one. big dude. What's his name? Oh, uh, Optimus, Optimus Prime. Prime. And then the other bloke who was the head of Optimus was in it too, and he gets his ass kicked. But that's another story. Oh, but that's the, um, that's his brother, Optimus. Prime, I don't know. Prime, or I don't know <laughs> I don't what know. his name was. The thing, it's a great movie, but I did notice that that element of where the, the female lead in it, yeah, how she was portrayed. And in today's terms, I don't know whether it be done. It would have been done the same if it was filmed today. And I think that's a good thing. I just think that, you know, a director doesn't really look at what's what'll be political cor- politically correct. It, it, they, they look at, I mean, it's different nowadays. When Transformers were made, yeah, for sure, it, it was different. Society was different. But I think as a director, you look at what's going to make me money and what's going to bring viewership. So if you bring in a really good-looking girl who, who plays one of the lead roles in a in a fairly well-known franchise, I think it probably maybe fairly well-known is pretty... Um, probably not the word. I'd say it's very well-known. Very well-known. Very yeah. well-known franchise. And it is. And it is. But... You bring in a really good-looking girl to play one of the leading roles in, in the Transformers franchise, and and she knew what she was signing up for. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? Like it's look, the, the, this sure is what's going to happen in, in this sure. scene. In this scene, you're going to be somewhat revealing um, by by the angle that we're inferring on using this and that. Yeah, and I don't think they look at it in terms of oh, this is sexist. This is degrading you know this is this is not the right thing to be doing i think they just look and look in terms of far out like imagine how many people will be wanting to see this imagine how many more people will be talking about it word of mouth you know this really attractive girl doing this that and before you know it you've gained like so much more traction than what you possibly could get if you never sort of eventuated in that direction oh look and and that's probably a very valid argument I guess that, I guess how they do things now would probably be a bit more considered. Yeah. Um, and I think it's probably warranted for, to be that way. And I think it's, as I say, it's just going through this course. I mean, I didn't need to go through the course to know a lot of the things, but I guess that being a bit more aware of how people should and could be portrayed 
rather than being you know portrayed as an object or objectified whatever you however you want to call it i think that this awareness is a good thing you know um and i think it's also about being as fair to people as possible but you're right on the flip side of that some people don't care they're happy to be in the movie they're happy to star on it happy to be betrayed i guess have probably however they need to be but at the same time yeah you just have to be aware not to drop across the line I okay guess. well and i i floated this question to you before but perfect example like we're going we're fast tracking from when that movie was made when when that dark side of the moon transformers movie was made which was quite a few years ago now to the present moment of of where society is and and, and the certain beliefs that are sort of instilled on us to to follow through with and stuff but i what about the the magic mike series the magic well you're just jealous because you're not in it (laughs) (laughs) Nah, i definitely couldn't be in these guys are massive so i think they're all roid heads um see now you're see now you're saying there there could be derogatory comments they could just work hard no but work hard what i'm trying to say is you've got three magic mike movies that have probably been, been made in the span of what 10 years now the most recent one that's going to be coming out focuses on you know a few main characters taking the shirt off what have you not but the main guy is Channing Tatum can you tell me right now that Tatum finds it derogatory or degrading that women look him and look at him as a sex symbol because of of how of the certain camera angles that are utilized all this sort of stuff it's the same thing having a leading girl being brought into a show knowing what's going to happen and using certain camera angles to display her certain features to gain further viewership to get more money to to get the business flowing whenever i hear that bloke's now i just think of my name is jeff <laughs> oh yeah what was that what movie was that what was that movie? Uh, it was 21 jump 21, street 20 i think it was 22 the second 22, one yeah that yeah, was a, one that of was the funniest scenes obviously is my name involved but it was one of the funniest scenes that cracked me up um yeah and you know what you're right on that point too i mean because effectively it's the same thing he's you know he's out there and he's the the boys are out there and they've got the shirts off and shaking all their bits obviously there's there's the whole point of the, the the movie is that they're male strippers or whatever um it's made a shitload of money over the years it works for them. They go out. They make a third instalment in the movies, and it'll make another X amount of million. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it works. And I just, but I just, I just think it adds a certain X factor because does. people, people will buy in to watch a show because they know that certain people will be in it. That they know that these things will happen because there's been already a couple of, t- you know, a couple of movies that are made. They understand what's going to happen. Of course, and I agree. You're 100 percent right, and. And but the, I guess, I guess the thing is, I guess the thing is he's probably he's very high profile, isn't he? Yeah. Um, whereas, and I guess he's chosen to do. I guess, probably no different to to any female choosing to do it. But maybe their status wouldn't be as much. I don't know. But look, at the end of the day, I think you've got a valid point, Jaden. But I think it's just an awareness thing, Tao. We don't want to make it, you know. We don't want to be. We don't want to be going down this track with every movie. It's not cool. And you know, there's enough 
crap in the world without just adding to it. I think we just have to be mindful of how we portray people. That's all. Yeah, yeah, That's look, all. You're right, but I think that certain actors and actresses will go in there and, and after you know, an X period of time, they are known for certain genres. They are known for certain roles. They oh, play. 100%. Like you've got, 100%, yeah. you know, like Liam Neeson will most most commonly, most predominantly play as that bad, as, as the, the badass, as the person that you don't want to mess with. Yes. And then you've got Hugh Grant, who's, who's you know, starred in Notting Hill, yeah. Bridget Jones' rom-coms. Diary. Rom-coms. All yeah. those, like, rom-coms. Yeah. And he's known for it. And it was yeah. really weird where he, he, he came out with that most recent movie. I think it was called um, The Gentleman. Yes. The Gentleman. And it was the first, yes. believe it or not. And he is... Let me, his age, let me have a look at his age. He's 62 years 62, of age at the moment. Yeah. First movie he's made in his entirety of his career that wasn't a rom-com. Is that right? First movie. And I actually, I saw him in that and he was pretty good. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't too bad. But he was it's pretty one good, of those I didn't ones, mind it. But I think it's one of those ones where over time you, you develop your own sort of character as an actor and then you're, you're, you, you then end up yeah. being cast it's in, that genre, in, in it? It shows works for you. to play a very similar role. Talking of which, Shane, if you're in a movie, how would they cast you? <laughs> uh, how would you be cast? Look, I don't want to, I don't like being the bad guy because I feel like even in TV shows, reality shows, movies, people, people will always remember the you things you You could be the done. love interest. Yeah, the love interest. I'll probably be Hugh Grant, to be honest. <laughs> you know, a, a sad boy is trying to find his love but never finds anything. Yeah, well, you could. You could and, be. And ends up, and it ends up with, it, you know, bloody going home with his playing Wine and the Watch and playing Happy Harry. <laughs> Happy Harry. Oh, Christ. Yeah, you could be. You could, oh, yeah. you could be that man. I think you could play that role uh, quite well. Yeah, and I think you could excel in that role, Jaden. You take it to yeah. another level. I mean, Indiana Jones would be pretty cool. Yeah, no, I can't but see you doing that. Probably not the latest. You ones probably wouldn't like the he's, man he's, bag. He's probably not the latest ones because he's coming out in a wheelchair. Yeah, there or, is another one coming it. out. I there know there's is. another one, and and apparently, well, how old is he? He must be bloody. He, he's in his seventies. Oh God, yeah. But don't and you he, think... he's got a new series on. A, I saw it advertised on free to wear TV for Apple TV, and he's in a, a new series on Apple TV. Yeah, right. So, and it was with. I don't know. It's with somebody else well known, but they're both bloody. However, oh, they'd have to be at least mid seventies, I reckon. I just, support. I, I struggle with watching movies that are sort of stretching it out a bit. He's eighty. He's eighty. Jesus. He's eighty, and he looks very good for eighty. I just find I, I really hope the last movie is okay, but I just find that sometimes yeah. in certain, I think called series. Uh, that that the the last you know few movies are a bit like oh yeah. you should have just ended it when when it was good yeah it's a bit like you know the Fast and Furious franchise you got Dwayne Rock Johnson oh, you God. know driving some three hundred three hundred thousand oh, dollar car through a you know a twin twin yeah, tower yeah yeah and yeah, and he yeah, perfectly yeah. lands it on the road and yeah. you know no scratches yeah. no nothing I just yeah. I, the the last few are a bit like whoa what the what's going on here you know what I really liked I and I actually watched it again only recently was Harrison Ford in the Fugitive that was a fantastic yeah movie. that was pretty good that is a really good movie it was made a few years ago now just having a look nineteen ninety three so it's quite a few years ago and he was very good and he was also in uh, Patriot Games 
and that was also very good. He, he does he does those and clear and present danger. Oh wow, he has and um, He's done a lot. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, but that, that that sort of raises the argument of our older movies, and mm-hmm. by older, I'm I'm talking maybe early nineties, eighties, late seventies. Yep. That era, did they develop and create? Did directors develop and create better movies? with a better meaning, better message, better storyline than what your modern-day movie would be able to present. Well, it's interesting because... Now, I'm going to take a digression on what we spoke about earlier because I believe movies now are far more gross in terms of the blood and the reality of the... Whereas in years gone by, it was a lot of it was implied. So a lot of the violence was implied. A lot of the blood and all of that was, mm. you know, he had tomato sauce on the shirt or whatever the case may be. Nowadays, in a lot of movies, it's very graphic. So on one side of the argument, you've got don't stereotype people, don't present them this way, don't they're not sex objects and blah, 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 blah. But on the other side, oh, that's all right. We'll be as graphic and as violent as we can be. We'll just mm. blow shit up and we'll blow people up, but we won't present them in a bad way. And that's where, to me, and you look at any movie, you look at any movie, um, some of the, 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 the violence is far more realistic and it is way more graphic. Do you think it's necessary for it to be that realistic? No, no, I don't. Because you, you just leave, leave the, because uh, a lot of it, leave it to the, ima- leave it to the imagination. Yeah, I, look, oh, look, there's implied violence. You see a war movie, of course, you're going to see a level of violence. You see a crime movie, of course, you're going to see yeah, a level yeah, of violence. Yeah, of course. But, it's how it's done. And you don't necessarily have to see, you know, the really graphic part without implying... You can imply it. It still has the same effect. But I think sometimes they put that stuff in as a shock value. Um, I actually find it sometimes it's like that a turn off than a turn on. I go, eh, you know what? Mm. I really like this movie, but I don't even need to see that crap. Um, but I, I think movies nowadays are far more in your face like that. So the, the, the graphic stuff is more graphic. Whereas in the past, no, it wasn't. And we're not talking that long ago either. But I think there's, a, there's also a very heavy focus on the CGI and, and making it... And, and, and Gore probably falls under this category as well, just making the movie as a whole a lot more realistic than maybe what it necessarily probably doesn't need to be. Yeah, and, and, no, I agree. You know, and what the older movies do right is... It, it, they develop and create a story that, although it can be sometimes somewhat far-fetched, it is engaging, it's captivating. They put more focus into that rather than, yeah, we know the scene's going to look crap. We know yeah. the scene's not going to yeah, look... Yeah, that's true. It, it, we're gonna, we know the scene's not going to look, you know, 10 out of 10. It's like the, um, the Die Hard movies. There, there are scenes where, you know, cars blowing up, this and that, and it looks extremely unrealistic. Yeah, it but does. it's but it's it's like but it gets the message over. It's almost like a a diehard trademark. Yeah. So you see it and you're like, yeah, we were expecting that. Yeah. And and then again, you can bring viewership from that. But I think it's it, it has certainly changed the direction as to what they put more focus in. I think nowadays it is making things look more realistic. If it is the gore, if it's mm. you know all those mm. sort of stuff, CGI, rather than focusing more on the actual story in itself. Yeah. So it answered now. I've got around the bush to answer your question. I think, I think, 
there's a lot you have to be considered in things you do you have but you also have to be aware of your audience when you're talking mm. you also have to be aware of like if you're talking about making a movie of course if it's a zombie movie it's got to have blood and guts that's a bloody way it is but if you're making but you've got to be careful how you present people now that has to be considered and it has to be a factor whether it be a man a woman doesn't matter about their gender their sexuality whatever blah 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 i think that you just you have to it has to be considered and you have to be fair and you yeah, have to be agreed. you yeah, have that make, that to be sense. and it's that simple for me without overthinking it because you hear all these millions of this and they got this and they did that and it just gets too big and you know what just live and let live you know what there's bucket loads of stuff that i don't necessarily agree with and the whole world doesn't but you know what just don't stress the small stuff because it doesn't affect you in most cases. Okay. Let it go and do whatever. Well, in terms of what you said there, there are bucket loads of things that yeah. do affect us yeah. and do bother us. Yeah. And going back to the whole repression statement that I made at the start of the, the episode, yeah. what what about with with like, you know, your R and B and rap? Like, I've got a perfect mm. example of a song, and this yes. will be explicit, but I'm yes, just saying yes, it for yes. what it is. ASAP Rockies. Yep. His song's Fucking Problems. That's what it's called. Yeah. And there's one line in it. Yeah. And it says, I love bad bitches, got my fucking problem. And yeah, I like to fuck, I got a fucking problem. Now, you're talking about the whole movie thing and, and sexualization of women and mm. potentially with men as well and the Magic Mike movie, whether yeah. or not they like it, whether or not we need to change. But do you think this sort of stuff needs to change? Yeah, I do. Because people argue that art, no, sorry, music is a form of art it is and, express, and, um, and, and it expression. Is, but does that automatically give you the right to talk down to people? to talk ill of people and use music as, a, as an excuse. Um, look, I've heard a number of rap artists and a number of songs where you hear your, how can I say it, your bitches and your hoes and all the rest of it. I find that unpleasant. I find it unwarranted. I'm not a fan of rap music by any stretch of the but imagination. Does you, but do you reckon it actually creates a bit of a standard? I, I think it does. And some people believe that it's... It's acceptable to be able to say these things, or to be able to oh, follow out without so, doubt, Joe. And to be able to follow out certain things without that doubt. certain rappers are without presenting because, and alluding to. Because some people, mate, it's like anything. Rap artists, whoever, some people in this world, we all, I guess, at one stage, we've looked up to an artist or a performer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of us still do. I still respect a number of different acts around the world. But if you're a young and impressionable a person, younger person. And you're listening to lyrics that like that, mate. They do have an impact on your of your opinions. There mm. is no doubt about it. I've seen it growing up, and it could be any bands, and it can be any. You know, I used to. I was saying to your mum the other day. Growing up, there was kids. I'll give you an example. Do you remember? Oh God, what's his name? John Cleese. You know the Monty Python. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Monty, Monty Python, Python and the Holy when Grail. When I was a kid, yeah, there was the TV series and the movies, right? Yeah, was it? What, Hugely what was it? popular. Bring out your Dan. Yeah, it was all that. Mon yeah, 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 there was all of, of that. I never really gone into it. But there was kids in my class and in my school that would reenact entire scenes. 
and would know this stuff word to word from word. And it used to blow me away. So anybody who says that these things don't influence people, I would disagree. It may not influence them for long. It may not influence them forever. But it does influence some people. And if you've got negative things in your lyrics, and and some lyrics are all, you know, there's various degrees. But if you are using those words to deter you know to to describe somebody there's a damn good chance that some people would be influenced by that and not in a good way so look i'm not suggesting you need to ban it or anything like that but i just need once again you need to be considered because there's no question that that does have an influence and probably not a good one on some people i think i think maybe the bet the better way to 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 capitulate what we're talking about is 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 that as a result of over consumerism and yep. you, you start to tend to mirror image things you see and if you're listening if you're someone who's really heavily into their rap music and they're hearing this all the time and before you know it it, cre- it becomes white noise when you first start to to hear these songs and you That's pick true. up on these explicit languages and what they're referring to and alluding to at the start it's like far out like this is this is pretty you know this is pretty full-on but after a while, because you're over-consumed by it, because you have an interest in these in, in this in this genre, it becomes white noise, and you don't tend That's to true. pick up on it anymore. That's and then true. before you know it, you start to mirror image the things you start to hear, and then you hear all these young girls and, and guys as well. You know, or I've heard I have heard girls calling each other bitches and hoes. Yeah. Because I I would suspect it would stem from over-consumerism. Well, and, and you look, and that's a very valid point too, mate. It does become white noise. I mean, the reality of it is you hear a thousand songs on the radio, don't you? And, you know, on, on any given day. And if you're my age and you're mid-50s, if you listen to a hits song, hits uh, station, you're yeah, going yeah. to know a lot of the songs and a lot of the lyrics. I can, I can tell you now that I probably have never taken much notice of most of it. But then again, then again... A lot of those sort of songs don't have lyrics as damning as some of those rap songs. No. So no. But I'm a big fan of metal, as you know. I've followed metal bands all my life, and some of their lyrics. Don't get me wrong. Some of them can be right on the edge, but I find that nowadays a lot. Look, it still exists. Of course, it does. But your bigger bands tend not to go as extreme as that. But you're right. I just think, try not to take things too literally, but I guess I do struggle when they're actually saying things about certain people. And it's a little bit different when they're talking about a circumstance or they're describing something or whatever. But when you're describing a certain person in a certain way and it's used repetitively in your music, yeah, I just have concerns that that is probably not a good thing. That's all. It's yeah, I think I think that's a I think it's a really valid point. I was actually, funnily enough, as you're talking about, you know, that rap is maybe in a category of its own. Yeah, it, it's true to true to a degree, but like even if you look at like older songs, so we're going back to like eighties, seventies. Yeah, perfect example, and it's even in the in the name of the song, you know, you know the band um, Metal as anything. Yeah, Mental as anything. So. Yeah. You know the song The Nips Are Getting Bigger? Yeah. Could you imagine naming a song that now? Oh, God. 
could you imagine what would happen? Yep. Like the, the and, whole. And, if you, and, and, and if you actually listen, if you listen to the lyrics of the song, it's 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 honestly talking about someone getting on getting on the drinks, getting more confident, and getting yeah. closer to someone, and then eventually, as as they say, the nips getting bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you're hundred percent right. And you know, I've I've heard that song a thousand times, and I haven't literally taken it into into account. You know, but it's funny. Music's a funny thing. You know, and I listened to, oh God, K San. You know, K San, the old cold chisel song, and songs you know like that, which was written about Viet- the Vietnam War. And the Australian troops. They call it Viet Cong music or something? Well, it was written about the Vietnam War and it was more so about the Australian troops returning home and being unwelcome and things like that. And it was about their experience over there and coming back to Australia and not being particularly welcome back. Yeah, sure. That song, I can remember distinctly when it was released. It was very... It was quite controversial because it was probably... We never really heard that sort of lyric before in terms of, you know, a very well-known band pushing a particular agenda, um, which was very accurate, by the way. Mm. And even now, that song has turned into an Aussie rock classic. And it's arguably, I think, one of the greatest songs ever written. And But those sort of lyrics in a song like that, yeah, you do take literally. Because if you sit and listen to that song, I mean, it's it's very catchy anyway, but the lyrics are brilliant. Music changes people, Judd, you know, and it can do. And you're just going to be mindful of that. You know, that's what I think anyway. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But going back to sort of what I said at the start in in context with music and how music can be perceived as a form of, is is art and expressionism, which is why I feel like they maybe use that excuse to get away with the things they may be saying. Yeah, and it's not an excuse. Yeah, exactly. Not um, an excuse. Because it doesn't give you a license to say whatever the hell you want. Oh, because yeah. you have to be considered in, in what you're doing. I mean, you have to think about, well, you know what? You know, I don't want to bloody... Yeah, you can be a bit on the edge. You can push the boundaries, and I get that. Sometimes you've got a message. But you don't want to be offensive either not at you know all. i don't that's what i don't think anyway you can push a message i get that but but when you're offending people for this for that particular person whether it be because of their gender or sexual or whatever that's crossing the line i reckon i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna share something with you and with the listeners that will shock will, will absolutely shock you guys will it shock no no no, me, no I'm, I'm shock me i guarantee you you will be You'll be shocked when you hear this. And this is, is this again is talking about art as a form of expressionism and using that as an excuse to sort of present whatever you want, really. But basically, back in 1972, there was this performance piece performed by a guy named Vito Ochoni, and it's at the Sonabed Gallery in New York City. Basically, mm-hmm. this this performance piece was called Seabed Seedbed, sorry. And basically, in this piece, there was a, a low wooden ramp merging with the floor. The ramp extends across the width of the floor, beginning two feet up the side wall and yep. slanting down to the middle of the floor. So you could picture maybe, you know, going going to a mate's house and and their their driveway is real steep. So like a real yep. steep driveway, just picture it like that. Yep, one of yep. those one of those ramps. I've got a, I've got an image, Jay. I've got or, or, an image. You know, one, a, w- a wheelchair friendly ramp, let's <laughs> just say. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yes. this bloke 
was sitting underneath the ramp. So he, he built this ramp and he was actually underneath the ramp. Yep. And as people would walk up and down the ramp, yep. and this is going to get a bit crude and I'm not joking, he would masturbate. <laughs> He'd pardon, pardon, I'm in a state of shock. V, Vito Achone. Dear God. No, no, I'm not even joking. Vito Achone would masturbate underneath the ramp. So he'd have a... He'd have a, a tickle and under he, the ramp and he, as people walked over. <laughs> and he was and that trying. that was art. I think it was like some sort of shock factor he was trying to get out of well, the that's, people. That's not that. That's just shit. But I'm, I'm not, no, no word of a lie, he did that. Well, that's And became that's a fairly just, well-known piece. Dear God. And it's funny because like if you look at like um, on, on YouTube, or oh, he's very well-known on YouTube, H3H3 H3 Productions, and he did a video it would have been almost over 10 years ago now and he was talking about what is art and he, he joked around and he's pretty well known this guy as, uh, as the guy who wears this, this I think it was a purple beanie and he, he made a he made a vow that throughout this, this video at the end he's going to prove a point and be like you can basically sell anything you want as long as you got a, a message and a story behind it and you, you perceive it and show it as a form of art so he put his, his beanie up for auction, created his own story and sold it for like $15 million and put it in a frame. So he, he basically, and, and I'll be respectful because I know people might be tuning in that might have a big interest in art, but this is just a perspective that, that um, he sort of presented. And I, I, for me personally, I agree. He spoke about certain things like to increase the, the price and value of an art, art piece, you put it behind a, a, a frame, put it behind glass, Yes, and there was a, yes. there was this, there was this art museum that he he went to visit, and in this art museum, there was this glass box, no word of a lie, this artist put in, I think it would have been fifteen to twenty rocks, fifteen twenty rocks that he just found, had a message behind it, oh, didn't do anything with the rocks, and sold it for like twenty thousand US dollars. See, I look, I'm a bit of an art fan. I think I have a level of appreciation. But I also have a thin skin when it comes to some of it. You go and you have a, I, I don't appreciate all of it. And I'll stand back and I'll look at some of this stuff. And even at uh, Goma here, here in Brisbane, some of it is very good and some of it I don't get. It's very far Some of it is, there, there, there was a, I remember going to the Goma a couple of years ago, three, four years ago. And there was a large canvas, a large white canvas and it was quite big and in the middle of it was a red dot and that was it now yeah i believe crazy. i don't I'm, I'm sorry i don't recall the name of the painting or the artist but they paid tens of thousands for this and i just don't understand that i don't i i get people who put work into it you look at the the great sculptors and uh, impressionists and so on and the art that they put together, and some of it, you know, is, is mind-blowing. But I don't get that. I just don't understand. I'm not saying it's not art, but I don't understand how it's worth tens of thousands of dollars. Here you go. You're going to be having your mind blown again. Blown again? No, just listen to this, and this will, be, this will be the last part of my art sort of spiel. Rant. yes. Now, there was this art thing. It was called... What was it called? It was called... I don't know exactly what it's called, but basically... There was this artist who duct taped a banana to a wall. That makes sense. So a banana duct taped to a wall sold. And this is at Miami's Art Basel. 
Yeah. It was sold for, you know what? Have a guess. Have a stab in the dark. We got a banana on the wall. It's a bit of, it's got a, a little bit of brown on it, but yeah. it looks pretty healthy. Yeah. With a bit of duct tape on the wall, on a white wall. What do you reckon? Well, uh, based on our discussion, I'd probably take <laughs> tens of thousands. What are you going to say? Ah, oh, look, I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there, 99000 It sold for $120,000, $120,000. And you know what the funniest thing is? No. When they auctioned this off, yep. the person with the highest bid who won this so-called duct-taped banana... Yep. Took the duct tape off the banana, took mm. the banana off the wall, peeled it back and ate it. <laughs> Jesus. That's an expensive statement to make. So isn't I it? think it's just a bit of a flex on, on this person's oh, wealth. It's just a but no, no word of a lie, that happened. God. I mean, look, see, that sort of stuff, I don't know about you, I just don't understand it all. I, I, I remember there was a, an artist, do you, you remember this, Jaden, in Brisbane? Uh, I think we had a visiting. Japanese artist, mm. which is fine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. This particular person, it was a male, and he painted, if I recall, he painted himself white, you know, like with, looked like undercoat, you know, white undercoat. He covered himself in that. And then he decided to strap pieces of raw meat all over himself. And he'd made like a, a suit. <laughs> A suit of sausages and and steaks and chops. But how do you get to a point where you just wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, you know, it's a nice sunny day. I may as well make myself a uh, a meat suit. Yes, exactly. And how do you how do you get to the point where you convince other people to pay you lots of money to to see the meat meat suit and walk around the city and say that's art. Um, if he, I mean, if he had, isn't it? I mean, if he had a medium rare eye fillet, wow. that would be a different thing. Because I, I, I would take that. I'd take that. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't mind a rump or a sirloin. That's all right. Uh, now, now you're talking Michelin five. Michelin five. <laughs> yes, exactly. But uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a bit of a weird concept. But I think, and I'll go in summary with regards to what we're all talking about. You know what we're talking about throughout the entirety of the episode in terms of repression through. Uh, form of sexism in, in movies and how that may be potentially changing, whether or not that particular actress or actor actually likes that, whether or not the listeners actually like that, it's up to interpretation, I guess. But And even in art as well, a form of expressionism. But yeah. I think in society that there are certain things where expressionism is, is quite apparent where, you know, and I'll use certain statements of, you know, something might be presented to us and, and we're almost forced to say certain statements yeah. like... I really like what they've done here. Or, wow, this is really cool. I never thought of this. Rather than actually saying what we feel about this certain thing and, and, and retracting back to what we actually believe of, this is really strange. Yeah. We can't even say that word, strange. Um, this is really weird. Do you yeah. think um, that that's a bit of an issue? Yeah, It's interesting you say that because I see, once again, I see videos on social media of certain well-known people who are pushing back yeah. on a lot of this stuff and feel that it doesn't give you the freedom of choice to have an opinion or share an opinion or to be concerned about something or feel that not only do you have to agree, you have to embrace. And there's a difference. Good. 
in I think in years gone by, Jaden, that something would happen and people agreed or they didn't. They just got on with it. Blah blah blah. Now, now we've moved to a fa- to to a world where, in a lot of cases, you're actually almost gagged from saying anything. If you do say something, you're as as I say, you're an ism or an ist, an ist. You're racist or a sexist. What's a what's a what's an ist? I've never heard of that. It's a racist <laughs> or a sexist. An IST on the end. You're an ist of some sort. But that's right, though. It goes from zero of yeah. this is how I believe. I'm not trying to come across in a in a way of oh, I want to offend someone. But this is how I be- how I feel about something. And it goes from not following the statement that is almost forced upon us to yeah. then retracting back to what we believe to then go from zero to 100 if we yeah. actually retract it back to what we believe well and you see and then the, and then again we do become the ism well and you you see so many companies now so many performers you know they say the slightest little thing and then they have to retract it to make this long apology and you know what I actually think that's a lot of bullshit too. Because you know what? As long as they, it's not offensive and as long as they make a sensible argument, you might not agree with it, but all these people and companies are the same. They retract their statements or they change a label or they, mm. they do something. And it's to the point of, hang on a minute, do we really have to do that? Yeah, but you change it so much, and what yeah. was originally created, or, well, or whatever, and, or whatever sort of ideal, and whatever ideology or or sort of um, you know plan that they had to create for this certain company, or whatever it may be. Mm. I'm just using company as an example, mm. but what it was to then doing the whole Chinese whispers thing of you're making it and molding it into what everyone wants it to be. Yeah, it it's not even what it originally was made for anymore yeah and there's you know and the world is a changing place and that's true and you've got to go along i mean you do have to adapt and change for sure of course you do but you're also entitled to an opinion too and i think sometimes that sort of gets overshadowed and i just feel that if somebody puts up the slightest roadblock you can be shouted down pretty easily. And that's a world I don't feel is healthy because what is healthy is having an opinion and being able to share it as long as it's respectful. It has to keep, you know, be respectful. You have to be able to talk about things. And I think we're at that tipping point. And certainly a lot of people feel that way, that we're at that tipping point of, you know, there's not much you can say about anything people are at a tipping point of not being able to say how they feel. Yes. As yeah, well. Yeah. I think I, mean. I think there's two sides to it. But it, it one one thing I will elaborate on before I do sort of wrap this up and ask you one more question is um, because obviously being a mental health podcast, I will ask a few questions in relation to that in terms of what we're talking about. But one thing, one example that I will will pull up and you know, this would be a good one for the listeners and I don't know if I actually told you dad about this, but when I was doing this QCS video which you know most private schools would do I don't know if it, it might be a public school thing as well yep. but if QCS is still a thing um, basically in year 12 I helped out creating this video for the school I was at with a group of guys and, and a lot of and throughout the, the, the video there were a lot of sort of internal innuendos which would make you know the, the cohort laugh no one else was would, would, would understand no one was getting hurt, 
it was it was all good and well you know everything was yeah, yeah. done done by the book really anyways there was there was a couple of scenes like one in particular we're in the music room and there was one guy who was known for you know being a bit of a ladies man anyway we had this big fella who um who was in, into his sport and we got him dressed up as a girl Hmm. And basically, the big fella followed followed this guy into one of the the music rooms, and he was like, "Oh, can you help me out with my music notes?" Yeah. And close the door. Yeah. And there were a few other scenes, this and that. But what I'm basically sort of getting to is, once we did the final edit, we showed to one one of the teachers, one of the guys, one of the male teachers, and he saw it. And in one of those particular scenes as well, that scene, he laughed at it, and he said, "I think you guys are doing a great job. Keep going." Yeah. And you know, looking forward to the final I actually, product. I actually remember. I saw. Oh, that. I'm looking. I'm yeah. looking forward to the final product. But what happened after that? When we did the final review, they brought in female teachers, and yes. nothing wrong with that. Again, because everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But they brought in these female substitute teachers. No word of a lie. And then when we when we did the review, the particular male teacher that once told us that it was perfect said in front of these female teachers and in front of the the uh, the principal yep. that we have so much work to be done and this is not acceptable. But behind closed doors, he said it was perfect. So this yeah. is this is a certain level where it's just like, yeah, yeah. for sure. Like you, you can take it one way, you can take it another way. But sometimes, you know, you can't you can't retract what, how you feel. Because basically they were saying like, oh yeah, this is sexualization of women and all that stuff. No, that's yeah. it. It's it's not because it was just an internal joke. Yes, yes and and, and yes, there's one yes. thing taken it in that in that regard, which I fully respect that, and I you know respect women, and I I would never want to present something like that. But it's another thing, blowing it up and creating it into something that it's not. Correct. And this is I guess this is the 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 um the full stop that I have on with with what's going on well, around us. Well, I, I guess the it's thing an is, issue. the thing is for me too that if you're going to send that message the teacher has to be consistent. And you know, and basically if there was an issue should have said to you straight away. I feel like some people will have a laugh and talk about certain things, but yeah. around other people because they because <coughs> they're, con- they're yep. so concerned with how society's uh, how going, seen. you know, yeah. wh- wh- the direction that we're heading in. Yes. That they were tracked on things that they said. Correct. And they yeah. would just lie and say, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I didn't say that. Yeah, protect themselves. Because they're protecting themselves. Because they're fearful of, you know, yeah, yeah, certain yeah. people, yeah. you know, shining upon them. Yep, exactly. And what impact that has on their career. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Because that's what they're thinking of, bottom line. Yeah, exactly. Money, uh, career, fame, fortune, all the rest of it. So that's what it comes down to. And I get it too. I do. I get it. You've got you've to look after yourself. And I sort of understand that. 100%. Now, a few other things I just want to mention before we do wrap this up uh, in the mental health part of, of, of this episode is do you feel like because of what's, what, we've, what we've specifically spoken about, you know, expressionism in society and, and how we're almost molded to, to sort of respond in certain ways and, and not be able to say how we feel on certain things in a respectful manner, of course, mm. do you feel like that can create internal mental issues? Do you feel like it, it can, it can yeah, have a hindrance on I our, our own mental health? I do in some ways because it, the, the thing is, we're, because we're going through so much change, Jaden, and I'm not saying that necessarily a bad thing, but for some people they struggle with change and that Red. causes some people, particularly those who are stuck in their ways and can't see the reason for the change, that can cause them some grief and not, not necessarily 
terrible group, but enough to question who they are and what they are and what and all the rest of it. Mm. So from a mental point of view, yeah, some people would struggle. And I see a lot of people like that quite angry. You know what I mean? I've come across it many times. People are cranky. You know, older people particularly because, you know, they... But even younger people too don't, who, who are quite strong in their attitudes. There's a lot of political unrest around. There's a lot of stuff around sexuality, genders, all of that kind of thing. And I don't want to get into the to the, the, the whole big picture of that. But you get, you know, there's very diverse views and there's a fair bit of anger around some of it too. So where there's anger, there's mental stress and there's strain on some people, whichever, what, whatever your beliefs are, whatever your beliefs are. I, I, I think that, I just think that everyone has a, has, an, has a certain entitlement to feel and believe, you know, certain viewpoints. Yes. I just feel like, you know, throwing people into a so-called corner and being like, hey, you can't get out of this corner. You, you can't come out of this naughty corner until you believe how we believe about something. Yes. Is is not the way to do it because you're almost force-feeding people to, to change people, to, you know, mould people into a way that you, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is the modern day them. Correct. And you can't go about it that way. You can't either. do that. No, you can't. I think just like obviously there's a level of respect there's there's a level of okay you need to change yeah and I think there's I think there's a lack of respect from both sides of the argument and that's often the case I mean but as I say and I keep saying back you know you're entitled to your opinion and you should be allowed to do that as long as you are respectful to all parties you can talk about it whatever but when it starts getting personal when you start being disrespectful then you've lost me mm. but you can have an opinion but keep it you know, keep it civil, for goodness sake. Keep it civil. You know, and that's the way it is. But yeah, in answer to your question, yes, it does affect people. No doubt. Ta-da! Ta-da, bada-bing, bada-boom. But I think, I don't know, I think I think that's probably a good way to wrap it up, really. I think that's a really good summary. But yeah. it is certainly, for me, a bit of an issue, a bit of a, uh, an ear-scratcher. But I think... I mean, look, I, I think I think we're going in the right direction. I just think that there is a certain level of unrest when you don't allow people to speak and feel how they feel. So I'll leave Definitely. it on that one. Yes. Much like yourself, I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty because I don't want to upset anyone. No, but no, I don't want to. Again, this is all personal opinion stuff and, you know, for sure. But you, it's healthy to talk about the, the, the issues around it. It's an open, um, safe space to talk about this sort it of is. stuff. And it I'm is. not forcing people to listen to this sort of stuff. No. Um, it's for the ones that, you know, might be able to get something out of it and might be able to relate. And that's and that's really it, to be honest. 100%. But look, I'll leave it there. Hope you guys enjoyed episode two of Couch in the Mind, Clearing the Mind, One Couch, Talk of the Time, the new revamp series. Absolutely. Had Dad. Actually, you know what? I didn't even introduce you. I no. Had, I had no. I had Dad on the uh, the podcast today, Jeff Wollaston. And, or again, as I actually no, I did this. I did. I did you? What, I've forgotten out. because we've I think got dementia. So much, I think I've got dementia, Matt. No, <laughs> I shouldn't no, laugh at Jesus, that. That's not funny. Jesus, dementia's a but, serious issue. But no, no, I did. I did introduce you. But yeah, I guess as a, a as a summary for those Absolutely. for those no. who might be a bit of a goldfish. Cool. Well, thank you, linesman. Thank you, ball boys. But we will leave it at that. Wonderful. Again, if you want more content, just go on catch the mind on www.catchthemind.com.au mm. you can find me on Instagram Spotify Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts 
in my bedroom right now with the LED lights on with Ref in a very seductive position. Whoosh. But we'll leave it at that. Enjoy the rest of the week and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, guys.